Hi there, welcome to our health and wellness podcast by Sanford Health. I'm your host, Courtney Collin with Sanford Health News. Well, this series starts new conversations and continues the important ones, all designed to keep you well, physically and mentally, featuring our Sanford Health experts. We're so glad you're here. In this episode, we're talking about the fertility journey for same-sex couples. And to do that, we have board-certified reproductive endocrinologist Dr. Keith Hansen at the Sanford Fertility and Reproductive Medicine Clinic in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Dr. Hansen, welcome. Thank you for being here. Well, thank you, Courtney. appreciate it. Sanford Health provides some pretty high-quality, compassionate fertility and reproductive medicine care that is appropriate for all patients who come in, right, with various needs and concerns, no matter their gender identity or sexual orientation. That's very right. We take care of, you know, any couples that are having difficulties conceiving or carrying a pregnancy. We're happy to evaluate them and help them on our journey to hopefully to have a baby. Are you seeing same-sex couples in this clinic who are looking to grow their family? Yes, we see really any couples that want to have a, a baby and, you know, or are trying to increase the number of babies they have, you know, whether they're same sex, opposite sexes, you know, we, we will see those and help them to hopefully conceive mm-hmm. and have a baby. For two men or two women, that journey to parenthood uh, looks a little different because they're missing at least one essential piece to that puzzle. So Dr. Hansen, let's talk through some of the hurdles that they might face. Basically, they have the same hurdles as anyone else with a similar type of issues, Mm -hmm. but they do have some unique hurdles also. Um, In terms of trying to help a couple who are trying to have a baby, no matter who or, or what their gender identity or sexual identity is, there are a number of factors that we try to help them with. You know, first of all, we always evaluate a couple to try to determine, you know, to make sure that there's no underlying disease that could complicate a pregnancy or complicate an issue for a little baby and try to fix that before they get pregnant. So one of the issues we always do is we like to make sure that the the couple, that the person who's going to be carrying the pregnancy is taking a vitamin with folic acid because mm-hmm. that's been shown to reduce the risk of neural tube defects by 70 to 90%. We also like to make sure that their thyroid is functioning normal and then we check labs that may have an impact upon pregnancy, um, which could be very important in lowering the risk of the pregnancy and hopefully helping them to conceive and carry a natural pregnancy to term. We also like to do an in-depth you know, history, looking at their past medical history, surgical history, looking at their family history to determine are they risk of any sort of genetic illnesses that might be passed on to the infant. How can Sanford Health help same-sex couples conceive? I know the patient journey obviously looks different from males to females, so let's start with females. In same-sex female couples where there's no male, well, they have to use donor sperm, you know, or the possibility of donor embryos, but usually it's a factor of donor sperm where what happens is you have to go to an um, to a cryobank, which there's multiple cryobanks throughout the throughout the country. They look on, and in the old days we used to have piles and piles of books that people had to go through, mm-hmm. um, and this was for any couple with severe male factor infertility. 
And what we would do is they would go through the books, find a donor that met the criteria that they wanted, select the donor, and they'd ship the sperm here. Now it's all online. So they can actually go online, look up the donor that they would like to pick, select, and then pick that donor and have the, the cryopreserved sperm sent here where we can keep it cryopreserved. And then when ready to be used, we can do um, intrauterine insemination. Hopefully that's how they could conceive. Um, it's important, I think, to realize that males who give, you know, that cryopreserved sperm is very carefully evaluated before releasing it for use. First of all, the males that donate it undergo a thorough history and physical examination, including family history. And a lot of them have screening to make sure that they don't have any underlying genetic illness, such as that they're not carriers of a disease like cystic fibrosis or spinal muscular atrophy or one of these other devastating genetic illnesses. When the couple goes online, they can actually find that information out about that individual and then decide to, you know, like if, if the only donor they can find is a male who carries cystic fibrosis, then we can go back and make sure that we screen the, um, you know, the person who's given the eggs, mm -hmm. we, the wife, or we can screen her to determine are her, you know, does she carry that same genetic mutation or not? And if she does, then they, we have to sit down and talk about that and there are options that are available, including at that point in vitro fertilization with biopsying the embryo and making sure it's normal before we put it back. So in same-sex female couples, once they picked out the donor, they ship it up here. The easiest way for them to get pregnant is to do intrauterine insemination. And so what we do is if the woman has regular periods, what she'll do is ovulation predictor kits when it turns positive, she'll give us a call. And like if it was positive today, which is Friday, we'd have her come in tomorrow on Saturday, thaw out one vial of sperm and inject it up inside the uterus. And then we'd have her come back on Sunday and do the exact same thing. In San Francisco, they did this large study where they compared single inseminations versus dual inseminations. And they had a higher pregnancy rate with dual inseminations when you're using frozen sperm. So we really like to do that. Um, if that doesn't work, you know, like if let's say they're not pregnant after three to four cycles, then at that point, we usually start to look at things like, are her fallopian tubes open? We'll do a hysterosalpingogram to make sure the tubes are open. How do her ovaries look? Is there any evidence of like premature um, menopause or anything like that? So usually for... Um, couples who have severe male factor or same-sex female couples, usually we try to help them to conceive with um, intrauterine insemination to give them the best chance of having a successful pregnancy. If that doesn't work, then we can do further testing and we can move on to other therapies. One of the things we do offer, you know, like we'll talk with them about if there's a factor, like it, let's say if they got one of the gals that's planning to carry the pregnancy, if she's had a history of like a ruptured appendix, then we'll do an HSG before they do the IUI to make sure that the tubes are open before we pursue that. Oh, sure. Or if we have a couple that say, look, before we invest any money in donor sperm, we want to make sure those tubes are open and the ovaries are working good, then we'll test those before they proceed. But a lot of people like to try 
before they do any further testing, and that's fine. Now, what about male couples? Their journey is a little bit more difficult, mainly because we have to get an egg. And and then we also have to have someone um, carry the pregnancy. So there's really two factors involved there. In the past, the only way we could get eggs would be to have a woman, you know, undergo the same like ovulation test to see if she was ovulating and then do intrauterine insemination with one with a person's sperm that was going to father the pregnancy and that was what's called traditional surrogacy where you would just take and and then she would get pregnant and carry the baby to term nowadays with in vitro fertilization most people have turned to um, donor eggs and a gestational carrier and they don't have to be the same person for donor eggs, in the past, the way we would do it is we would have the couple would find a donor who's willing to go through the stimulation. We'd stimulate her ovaries, take the eggs out, fertilize it with the sperm, and then put the embryo up inside her uterus or a different, or in a gestational carrier's uterus. It doesn't have to be the same person. Nowadays, though, they actually have donor banks for eggs, just like they do for sperm. And actually, a couple can go online look up the the donor, you know, find a donor that's consistent with what they want. They pay for it, and of course they ship the eggs up to us. We thaw out the eggs, and then we can fertilize them. Or the other option is we can take the sperm and ship it down to them, and then they can fertilize it and ship the embryos up here. And there's different reasons for doing it both ways. Mm -hmm. And then once we have the embryo, we can place it into a gestational carrier, um, which is, you know, is a little more complicated, mainly because the person has to go through so much when they, you know, we have to make sure, we have to see the gestational carrier, do a history physical examination, testing based on what's going on, and then um, we have to, you know, prepare her uterus and put the, the embryo back up inside her uterus. There is, you know, testing that's required also, you know, for both um, people who use donor sperm and people who use donor eggs. And it's the same. I mean, they have to go through, you know, a battery of tests to make sure that there's no um, potential infectious diseases that could be spread. Mm -hmm. um, we usually require the American Society of Reproductive Medicine has come out with guidelines like for gestational cures, they have to go through extensive screening with psychology, um, sure. legal consultation. You always want to check with your insurance company and make sure they cover pregnancies that conceive from that method. Are there any additional support services that the clinic offers alongside the fertility treatment, um, be it, you know, emotional support, financial support, to kind of talk through some of that? That's a great question. We do, we offer pretty much the same services to all of our couples. Sure. I mean, we, we do suggest, you know, um, a counselor, you know, they can be very beneficial and help with some of the stressful um, situations because a lot of time it's kind of like being on a roller coaster, you know, first of all, the hormones go up, the emotion, you know, and then they come crashing down and that can be kind of like a roller coaster of emotions, um, on top of those of the hormones. Um, acupuncture. Acupuncture has been shown to improve blood flow to the uterus 
And I don't know why, but a lot of gals tell me it's very, very relaxing, even though, you know, they're sticking needles in you. So I don't know how that'd be relaxing, but they <laughs> swear to God it is. Um, and then it also, one of the kind of sad things is a lot of times insurance does not cover infertility. And so, you know, it is, a lot of it is up front, which is, you know, I wish we could get more support for it and stuff because we're just trying to help them have a baby. If a patient or a couple listening doesn't live near a Sanford Health uh, fertility clinic like this one with our reproductive endocrinologists, where do you suggest they begin if they're looking to grow their family? Well, that does make it difficult, especially in um, you know a rural area where people can be a long distance away from a, a phys- from a clinic that actually offers these services, and so. A lot of times, you know, nowadays with telemedicine, we can actually connect with people over a long distance. We can do a lot of the discussion and work out a lot of the details and then really for have minimized the number of times they have to travel to like Sioux Falls or to Fargo yeah. or one of the other facilities where they do this and then um, have them come in and do the actual procedures here because we really don't have the option of doing it in other places but we can reduce the number of times they have to travel nowadays and try to minimize it and maximize their chances of getting pregnant that's always the win it is if couples listening are shopping around for fertility clinics what would you want them to know about the care experience that they can expect here at sanford One of the nice things about Sanford is we do offer our care to really to any couple that wants to expand their family or have their first baby. And we try really hard to um, offer compassionate care to these couples to hopefully achieve their dream, which is to not not sleep well for at least two years. (laughs) More than that. Yeah, it's actually... I'd say 18 years, but it even goes beyond that, believe it or not. (laughs) Well, we are here to help couples to conceive and achieve their dream. And we have, you know, a really dedicated staff from the front office all the way, you know, through to our nursing staff, the doctors. Everybody is dedicated to trying to help couples achieve their dreams of having a successful, healthy baby and a healthy mom. Or dad. Or dads. Yeah, um, moms or dads at the conclusion of their visits and and um, help them achieve that. The other thing is, is both um, Dr. Von Wald and I are board certified in reproductive endocrinology and continue to maintain certification. We try to stay up on all the newest and latest technology to try to achieve the best outcomes for our patients. It's a long, complicated journey, but you know, it's a very, um, for us, it's a very rewarding experience. And for the couples, it helps you know, to really to achieve their dreams of having a lot, you know, having more children and increase or having their first child. And it's very rewarding in terms of that. And we try very hard to be compassionate and try to help them to achieve that dream, um, you know, as fast as we can. Of course, it takes a while, but we try. You know, we're very open to all those couples and try to help them through this many times complex and highly technological process that in the past was not highly technological at all. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
you know, sometimes there can be little bumps in the road or sometimes big mountains in the road, but we can hopefully help them to get around those those mountains and achieve their dream. Yeah. Well, appreciate all that you do to help in that process to be a part of a couple's journey from the beginning, guiding them through the process, and then ultimately helping them hopefully welcome a new baby. What is that like for you? Oh, it's it's really rewarding to be able to help couples to achieve their their ultimate dream of having a baby and just so they don't bring them back. There's there's no returns, you know, especially if you have more than one. <laughs> no return, especially when they get to be teenagers. No returns for sure. Yeah. None. <laughs> well, Dr. Hansen, thank you so much for your expertise when we talk about uh, couples going through fertility treatments and hopefully having a baby. Appreciate all of your time and uh, thank you for all that you do. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much, Courtney. And it's great to chat with you and hopefully we can help more couples out there to achieve their dream. This was another episode of the Health and Wellness Podcast by Sanford Health. I'm Courtney Collin. Thanks for being here. We'll see you soon.